The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. This show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined by two fine co-hosts, Bucket Heininger and Stanley. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, my brother and bro-host, Stanley. Uh, we're talking this week about The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I am so happy to talk about this game, Reagan. I've, we, we talked about the original, what, eight years ago? Our second, like that. our second ever, uh, literally episode, episode two. We yeah. we didn't have our cameras on. I could not tell the difference between Shane and Reagan over our bad microphones, and we tried <laughs> to do a video game podcast. And here we are, eight years later, to try continue to and try. We barely progressed. <laughs> yeah, at all. Our our, our <laughs> equipment is a little bit better, and I still can't tell the difference between the two of you, but. I do know that I am a big fan of the Stanley Parable. It has been probably still one of my favorite games that we've covered on this show. And so the uh, whatever we want to call this, uh, I have been excited about for quite a while. And I'm very happy to talk about with the two of you. Yeah, the Stanley Parable is, I mean, it was one of the games that made me want to start this show. It is one of the most, I think, important video games of all time. Uh, from a narrative uh, standpoint and just just like really good big ideas standpoint the stanley parable is just an absolute landmark video game um we're going to be talking about the new stanley parable game stanley parable ultra deluxe today which uh very minor spoiler uh is an expanded version of the uh, of the original game uh, that essentially contains its own sequel. This is sort of like a Stanley's iconic hat kind of situation, like we talked about with the uh, Frog Fractions games. This is a game that the Stanley Parable is here in its original entirety, and it, it is a nicely updated version. Um, but the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe extends that with new content um, that is... Uh, at least as significant as the original game in terms of of length and um it's extremely funny it's got lots of good ideas um i'm so glad to get to return to talk about the stanley parable some more um but it, i was also just blown away at the like after almost 10 years after the release of, of the original game um them coming back with this like expanded version that is essentially uh, the Stanley Parable 2. Yeah, yeah, this isn't even really the very first time they have taken this approach with the Stanley Parable. Um, the game was originally created way, way back in 2011. When it finally made its way to Steam, it was um, colloquially known as the HD remix of the Stanley Parable. And so now I guess we have the Stanley Parable HD remix ultra deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, they, they've continued to kind of grow this game. This is, by the way, I feel like a tricky one for us to cover in terms of spoilers, because when it comes to spoilers, this is a comedy game at its core. This is a comedy game that's playing with some really big ideas, but uh, jokes are perhaps the most fragile thing <laughs> to spoil. 
So um, if you are a listener of this show, and I'm sure you did not pour back through all of our back catalog and listen to the very first one, and somehow you managed to miss this title, I would just encourage people to go and play this game um, sight unseen. Um, That said, I'm very much looking forward to discussing it today. Yeah, perhaps more than any game we've ever covered, I would say 100%. Um, pause this podcast and go play this. If you haven't played the Stanley Parable, the original game, just pause this podcast and go play it. Um, and if you haven't played the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, we will have a spoiler break probably pretty early in this episode. We're going to talk a little more about sort of the original game and then a little bit of what this game does to expand on it. But before we get into the area of talking about various different new endings or or talking about our favorite bits or anything where we might dim the experience for you a little bit, um, we will have a spoiler break, so don't worry. Um, I, I just, I do want to spend a couple of minutes talking about the original game before we dive into talking about new stuff. The Stanley Parable is just such a landmark and important game in my life and and in games in general. Um, and going back to this, like, made me like remember everything that I loved about the original Stanley Parable. You know, what Shane mentioned earlier about that this ha- having originated as a Half-Life 2 mod, um, it's such an incredible development story. You know, uh, Davey Reedon created this, uh, you know, it, uh, pretty much by himself. Uh, he was like 22 years old, which is wild and makes me feel so inadequate that he <laughs> that he created such an in- incredible landmark work uh, at such a young age. And we were basically, um, uh, you know, right around that same age too when he made this game so it's like uh uh, it's embarrassing (laughs) like such a failure my god what have i done um you have become stanley yeah you've all become stanley receive orders and press buttons um so the 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 character of stanley we should say um is a man who spends his days pushing buttons as commanded by his boss uh, who issues orders to him via a system of uh, uh, monitors. However, one day, Stanley notices that he hasn't received any orders in hours. And the, uh, you know, standing up from his desks, he finds that his coworkers appear to be gone. And the, the events thereafter, uh, very um, flavorfully narrated, <laughs> are therefore going to change his life forever. Yeah, I, he loves his job. He really enjoys uh, doing the job. And the job is literally, it's like, you know, uh, old DOS looking screen. It'll say like, press M for one second. It moves his little finger over and presses M for one second. Then press Q for three seconds. And he's just following that over and over and over. And he loves that job until... Suddenly, no one is there, and you're now in control or or not in control by a lovely narrator who has uh, what a wonderful voice and really British British uh, voice actor Kevin Brighting uh, yes. does the narration uh, both in the original game and he's returned for Ultra Deluxe to to narrate all of the new content and he's even better I think in the new one. Oh yeah, he's incredible. He's such an incredible performer here. He's just. Uh, like there's so many different vibes that he has, but he's he's like such a he's such a consistent, wonderful voice in this game. Um, and he's been great in the uh, like he's 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 stuck with this. Like this is a huge 
a huge project for him. Um, like you go to his Twitter and he, uh, you know, he, it, his bio is just the narrator. Um, like he clearly <laughs> loves this thing. He's done like, um, like pro bono voice acting for like Stanley Parable uh, fan projects and things like this is something that he's he's really proud of and he should be this is yeah. like one of the best narration performances I've ever seen and it I mean it is the game right I mean like obviously the the writing is is what sets it all up but I think the biggest thing that you take away or you remember from the game is the narrator and the narrator's voice it is a constant there's there's obviously some sound design and some you know sort of foley work but the narrator is the driving force of the entire game absolutely mm-hmm. the then so the stanley himself really is kind of just a vessel for the choices of the player right uh, but the narrator is the uh both the protagonist and antagonist of this story and it's the writing that they put they they put almost zero words in Stanley. They put effectively they put zero words in Stanley's mouth. There are no words that Stanley says. Uh, only things that occasionally the narrator says he said or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um but the the writing that they actually do give the narrator is some of the best writing in games. Some of it's poetic. I I wrote down um because of course the the main theme of the Stanley Par- Stanley parable is choice. Um, and there's a, there's a moment in one of the PSAs that he plays for you where he says, and finally, if you ever begin to wonder if your choices are actually meaningful and if you'll ever make a significant contribution to the world, just remember that in the vastness of space, your thoughts and problems are materially insignificant and the feeling should subside. Yeah, there's a uh, it it does some similar sort of joke structure too with like Portal, which was you know coming out around the same time uh, or maybe a little bit before of just like you mean nothing and nothing matters at all, but they they express it in such a eloquent way uh, that is both funny and sad at the same time, um, and, and it's it's constant with things like yeah. that. At some point in the original Stanley Parable, it spends a uh, it spends time thinking and uh, and making jokes, but also really insightful jokes about pretty much every potential angle or rabbit hole you can go down when thinking about the nature of free will, uh, the nature of uh, the relationship between a character and a player in the vid- in a video game, the relationship between a character and an author. The relationship between a reader or player and a creator, it it, uh, it takes the time to sort of interrogate, like, what does it actually mean when you make a choice in almost every potential possible way you can? And it does that in a is the, in the funniest way that it can think of in every yeah. possible turn. And, um, it, it, and, and if you haven't. If, if if you did not take our initial advice and shut off our own podcast and go and play the game, uh, you know, and you're and you're wondering how does it actually execute on this? It's actually pretty genius and and very very simple the way they set up this framework and then they build on it and build on it and build on it. But basically, you know, as Shane said, the game starts with the narrator explaining that you know you're this guy Stanley, you're you're working in your your job that you love, and suddenly everyone's gone, and now you're in control of Stanley. And the narrator is explaining the things that you're doing, uh, but it's all you're you're essentially on like on 
rails at the very beginning. The first 30 seconds to a minute of the game, you're on rails. You can only go through a certain amount of doors. Uh, the narrator will say, if you stop in rooms and start looking around at stuff, the narrator will catch on to that and say things like, no matter how hard Stanley looked, he could not find his coworkers or he found no evidence of his coworkers or whatever. Until you get to a room that has two doors. And, the big first choice. Yep, the big first choice. And then the narrator says, and Stanley went through the left door. And it's at that point where you are still in control of Stanley, and it's entirely up to you if you go into the left door or if you go into the right door. If you go into the left door, story continues. The narrator is happy. He's He continues on with his little you know, story that he's created and, and you go into the meeting room and, and, and uncover a whole thing and so on and so forth. And, and the story basically goes unimpeded. Uh, but if at any point you make a choice, that is not what the narrator says. Like for instance, you go through the right door instead of the left, it spawns a whole new world of dialogue and potential outcomes that the narrator uh, will walk you through. And it gets wackier and or more existential or or like scary or whatever. I mean, th- th- there's how many endings are there in the original game? Dozens. Dozens. So like, as, as Reagan said, they, they pick apart uh, everything you could think of around the concept of choice. And they also uh, do a great job of just making fun of basically every type of video game at the same time as well, especially types of games that were, were, you know, trendy in, in that time period. So what you're saying there kind of about the existential element of it, there's a couple of these endings that, um, you know, one from the original and one that I think is new that really kind of drill into this. And this is the part of the writing of the game that I like the best. There's an ending that's called the Zending. Uh, or the Zen ending. Um, And um, in this one, uh, so you, to reach this ending, you'll have to have made some pretty um, concerted efforts to derail the story uh, by uh, leaping off of a moving platform that you're supposed to ride, according to the narrator. And... um, the the so you're at this point you're kind of wrestling with the narrator about you know what what direction the story is going to take and what's going to happen and um the narrator basically comes with you into this room uh where it's kind of a beautiful star field and he says well the the two the narrator is kind of realizing that the two of you are trapped in a cycle that can't be broken you know and this is the 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 way out he says, is to just stop in this room that's beautiful and full of stars and stay there and not progress the game at all. Now, of course, you as the player, this is a, this is one of those circumstances where the conflict between you as the player and you as the narrator is really forced. Um, because if you are going to continue to play the game, sure, you have to do something. And what you can do in that moment is to climb a tower and jump down uh, over and over again, uh, killing yourself. Yeah, this is one of the. This is definitely one of the most powerful while, endings. Yeah, in the game while because... while the narrator pleads to you not to do it and <laughs> begs, be, you know, basically tries every tactic and um, it. 
there the the thing that I love about the writing in that scene is that as you go go through this, the narrator is trying every possible way to talk you out of it, and um, the emotion that's coming through is so uh, powerful, and he's pleading so much, and then the game resets and restarts, uh, and everything, both you and the narrator, are reset to the beginning, and um, that is like the the the. F- sort of enforce there's lots of games where you have this kind of scenario but it's not uh kind of lit in this same way where uh if if effectively the uh this is war games you know the only choice is not to play uh where the the cruelty of the game is part of the game where it's enforced uh and the only choice you have to make is a bad one and I don't know. I just love that part. Uh, and that's that's one of the kind of key existential elements. And I was really reminded of that ending when we got to one of the endings with the fast forward button or the <laughs> skip button. I don't yeah. know if anyone wants to talk about the skip button. This was one of my favorite things they added. It really is, but it's also new content. So we need to yeah, uh, put that off for just a minute. But my goodness, you're right. It, th- that is probably the most powerful the new content gets. Um, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so the original game, incredible. If you haven't, if you haven't played it in a while and you want a kind of a recap before going into the Stanley parable, um, uh, the new content, first of all, the new game does include the entire original game and it begins with a question on screen where it will just ask you, well, actually first it asks you to set the time. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but then it will give you an option to choose whether you have played the original Stanley Parable or not. And um, if you choose uh, that you have, uh, then it sort of greases the wheels for you a little bit to get into the new content. So you're you're initially going to be in uh, what is appears to be a complete remake or remaster of the original game with essentially no changes. Um, the new content comes. Uh, percolates into the experience in surprising ways. But um, uh, initially, you'll see just basically the original game. But if you are coming to this from the very, like, from the start, you don't need to go buy the separate original Stanley Parable. It is all here. The entire game is, the entire original game is here. And if you choose that you have not played the game before, it's going to give you the original Stanley Parable experience. If you played that game way back in 2013 or 14, and uh, you, you know, you just want a refresher, um, uh, you know, obviously you can go and play this again or play all that same content again in the new version, but you could also go listen to a podcast. Uh, ours is there. Um, but I would actually, because that was our second episode and is pretty rough. I would recommend folks, uh, check out, watch out for fireballs. Uh, they did an episode on it last year and, uh, it was a, uh, a really, really good one. They did the, their full deep dive, which is to say that they spent about two hours talking through every single ending, uh, and what it meant to them. And so I would recommend if you, uh, if you really want that sort of granular talk about the original game, uh, go check that out. Uh, we are, I think about to, by necessity, move into talking about spoilers for the new content. I'll just say that you can also, if you have never played the new game, uh, or have never played the game, uh, or you played a long time ago, uh, even though the new content becomes available, you can continue to just ignore it and and play through the 
original game as much as you want before engaging mm-hmm. with the with the new content. Um, it, it does it in a, of course, smart and funny way. So uh, I guess we'll talk about that after the spoiler break. Yeah. So should we just go ahead and have a spoiler break? Anybody have any last thoughts about the original Stanley Parable before we start talking about the ways in which it's been expanded upon here? Only to say that when it comes to games kind of of this type, this is part of the original wave of what might be called walking simulators or just environmental narrative games. Uh, This is without a doubt my favorite. Um, And the one I would probably recommend to the most people Um, it's the, the original Stanley parable lent a degree of um, kind of uh, narrative or writing respectability to that, to that genre that was really recognized at the time. And I don't know that we have had something that hit this, um, this sweet spot of, of like humor and excellent writing and, uh, you know, intriguing themes, uh, perfectly, but maybe even more so because it was very much, um, a game about games. Um, there's a reason that like the, uh, Academy Award so often goes to a movie about the movies, you know, um, right. The, the 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 critics of a given genre or medium are often really drawn to things that um, kind of cross-examine the tropes and the kind of Im- implicit ideas in that medium. And, and this is really the case here. Uh, the Stanley Parable was on Game of the Year lists up and down uh, the year that it was yeah. released. And And not uh, just with critics, Uh, like players love this too. And I think it's because it is a piece of great art that deeply connects with people who play games, no matter whether they're, no matter what type of gamer they are. Like this is, I think one of those pieces of art that is just, it's nearly universal. It is about so many interesting things, but it's also just like, it, it is so specific to games as a medium if you play games, this is going to mean something to you in a way that like, I can't think of another game that, that does this. Yeah. I'd also just say like, I don't know that I, that I've played a game still that is as consistently funny as this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think like games often will have humor it's, as it's so icing. unfair that this game is so smart and so yeah, funny. It's, it's stupid. so unfair. It's stupid. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Games will use humor as like icing on the cake. You know, I think that's like portal uh, not to make a cake pun, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the humor is w- what a lot of people remember from that game. But if it wasn't for the awesome puzzles and awesome, you know, mechanics, like that game would not have uh, hit as hard as it did. This game is, is funny end to end and is uniquely funny. And I don't think I've played a game as funny since it's also, uh, really pioneering in games narration. Um, this came out in 20, the original mod came out in 2011. Um, the only other game that I can think of that would have come out around that same time that was playing with this same idea was Bastion. Um, but this game and that both came out around the same time. The original mod and Bastion both came out in 2011. Um, and 
uh, kicked off a kind of a revolution in narration in video games. Like, I think this was around the time when people realized that this was a thing you could do. And still, no one has ever topped their narration in the Stanley Parable. <laughs> this is easily the high watermark for narration in video games, both in terms of performance and in terms of how narration is deployed to tell its story, to uh, impart themes, to comment on the genre, to do all of the things that Stanley Parable does so well. This is this is easily the high watermark for narration in games and maybe in all media for all time. Yeah, I mean, having a, having a lovely British man narrate your thing is like a tale as old as time. As soon as we could start, I think, recording audio, uh, having a person with a beautiful British accent narrate that you know just speaking into a microphone has existed forever uh but utilizing it in this way in this sort of meta comedy video game uh you know like you said i don't i don't think that is it's been repeated yeah i i also think it's worth mentioning that this game respects your time in a way that very few games do it mm-hmm. is a very very tight loop it is a um, it is a one level, one lever joke dispenser. Um, and the minute that you are not enjoying the game, um, like you just don't start the next loop and your, your experience with it is complete. Uh, that this is a game that rewards poking around and exploring every nook and cranny, um, in a way that very few games do by dispensing more fun endings and, and, and funny jokes and good story. Uh, but it's also a game that gives you the entire thing, the entire idea in about five minutes. Yeah, all of yeah. the doors are pretty much always open. So if you are, you know, you you know there was a choice that you had, even at like the very end of a long arc, and you're like, well, I went left and I want to go right. Uh, you can basically run straight to that thing. Every once in a while, there may be some little narrative things that you have to, you know, hit a button and wait for an elevator or, you know, wait for something to open up. But for the most part, the world is pretty open and you can just blow through it and the narrator will adapt, stop talking and pick up the next piece. And you can just get from, from choice situation to choice situation pretty fast. I mean, well, you see what there's dozens of endings and I think you can finish this game, even if you're a completionist, at least the original game in just a couple hours. And then same for the the new content. Just, uh, uh, I think, a little bit yeah. longer if you're going to go through and, you know, kind of like what we had done, which is play a little bit at the beginning and then exhaust the new content. It's maybe a little bit longer, but as Shane was saying, you, you still have complete uh, control over all of that. Yeah, I went back and looked at my Steam play clock. I don't know how accurate that is looking back at a game that I last really put time into back in 2014. Um, but on the original game, I think I spent four hours with it um, and saw, I think, pretty much every single ending. You can do the entire you can probably do the entire game in two hours if you are motivated and and poking around very, very carefully. This new expanded version I spent maybe five or six hours with, and that was spread across like refreshing my memory on some of the original content and uh, all of the new content. Um, but yeah, it, it, this this new stuff feels essentially like an entire new game uh and uh, of of a similar depth and weight to the original game um there's a little bit of i think a difference in tone which we'll talk about um but it's uh it's still i think very much like 
if you wanted more of the Stanley parable, you know, if you wanted more doors to open and more, more things, more buttons to poke and more levers to pull to dispense more jokes and more ideas, um, that is what this is. This is the Stanley parable, but more, uh, 10 years later, almost, which is just wild. And I'm so glad this exists. Um, I do also want to set one other thing up before we, we start talking about the new content. And that is sort of talking about the provenance of this thing. Um, because they're very famously like this, the original game came together when Davey Reedon, who created the original mod, um, was looking around for somebody to collaborate with to to maybe continue to expand it. And uh, William Pew, I think I'm getting his last name right, um, uh, you know, it, uh, came to Davy Reed and said, you know, hey, let's let's collaborate on this and expand it and release it. And they worked together on on creating the uh, the finished Stanley Parable, you know, uh, finalized game that was released. Um, and then they went their separate ways pretty soon after that. So like they were together under, uh, under the name galactic cafe when they created the original Stanley parable game. And afterwards, Davey Reedon, uh, went on, they sort of split up. Davey Reedon went on to, uh, to start his own studio, um, everything unlimited or sorry, everything unlimited limited, uh, where they made the beginner's guide, uh, in 2015, which is another game yeah. that I think about, Every day, heavily, (laughs) heavily influenced Um, by Stanley Parable as well. It's not as funny as uh, as the Stanley Parable, but in some ways it has uh, more of that sort of really cerebral side of Stanley Parable. And then um, uh, William Pugh went the opposite direction. He created Crows, Crows, Crows. Great studio name, all time great studio name. Yes, uh, where he worked along with Justin Roiland. They did the uh, the game uh, Doctor Languskov, which we've talked about on the show. Um, they did that uh, VR game Accounting, and it's sort of expanded version Accounting Plus. Um, and so you can kind of see the this sort of left brain right brain thing between Davy Reedon and William uh, William Pugh, um, where they uh, like Davy Reedon went off uh, making the more philosophical game. And uh, Pew went off and made the more comedy game. And they finally, they've come back together here um, uh, to expand Ultra Deluxe. Um, But this is still under the auspices of Crows, 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 which from what I can tell, just from a sort of business standpoint is, is a, you know, is a a thriving studio. Um, But Crows, Crows, Crows uh, was the, you know, the Languskov and accounting and Justin Roiland studio. I think that this expanded content has more of the feel of that side of the Stanley parable than it does of the side of the Stanley parable that would beget the beginner's guide. Yes. This is a very, very funny game and it makes many excellent jokes that fit perfectly into the Stanley parable. Um, But I would say the majority of it feels more of a piece with the Dr. Languskov, you know, jokey, but not as much. Um, it's got, it's got, it's got, it's fun. It's got heart, but it has a little less soul. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Than the original game, which isn't to say that it is bad. It is phenomenal. I cannot, I'm so glad that this exists and I had so much fun exploring it and it does have moments of true depth. Um, but it's, it's, it's a different a bit of a different thing. It's. I think it's more of a uh, you know a think piece on gaming over the last ten years, and the act of making a sequel to something uh, ten years later than it is yeah. about like the nature of choice. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways, I think it's like the Matrix 
resurrections uh you know their approach i know i don't think either of you saw it but that's a weird movie that's mostly about making a sequel to something that's really popular and important and i think there is an overlap on this as well not not exactly the same but i i got a some similar vibes to like what's it like when a bunch of very smart people try to write a sequel with about making a sequel uh and it's it's uh it's worth playing and it is still as funny as ever this is this is still like top shelf you know really good shit um but it is it is a uh it, it hits different and i think you're right Nate it, this is more a game about the stanley parable right. than it is a game about uh the like the uh, staring into the depths of your own soul yeah. and discovering that you have never made a choice which i think <laughs> is good because i don't know how much deeper they could have gone with that well on uh after considering the original game, like I, I think it was purposeful yeah. that they are looking more inward and more about the Stanley parable as a piece of art than about like some of the themes that the original game was trying to tackle, because I think that's just how you end up with, you know, a boring sequel. And uh, yeah, that was not this. Yeah. It's also so, like, like, how do you give, how do you, how do you write a sequel to a game in which, fundamentally nothing happened right yeah <laughs> yeah like purposefully nothing happens right yes. i mean well i guess depending on what which ending you decide well, on or every <laughs> yeah or everything happens. has happened yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's sort of the thing that like um one of the major sort of uh feces of the original stanley parable was like like if you look back at the original trailer for the stanley parable um it has this it has this very specific feeling it has a bunch of stuff in it that isn't in the game and it's this i it's parodying this idea that was very popular in in games media at the time that like in this game you can do everything this is the game where you can uh you know, you can climb like Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Can, like, yeah, if it's, if, exactly. You, know, you can yeah. talk to every NPC, if, and all of them will. If tell you can you see it on the, screen, the you can go there, right? Right. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember specifically, like the because it's been too long since I've seen that trailer. It was years ago, but it's like uh, you've you've uh, kill a man and turn his ghost into a you you can turn his ghost into a bicycle. You can ride that bicycle up a hill, like. Yeah, like random like stuff that the, the kind of stuff they were showing in the trailer was this idea that like it's it's a parody of this concept that that games involve that it's possible to make a game where you can do anything and would that even be something that you want no a game that you can do everything would become nothing right yeah um and so it's uh i don't even know where i was going with that this game isn't not the, the sequel the, the 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 ultra deluxe content is um it's a very different beast than the original game, which had, I think, a, it had more to say. But this game still has a lot to say about the act of creation, the act of creating games, and very especially the act of reflecting. What does it mean to reflect on a classic game? What does it mean to revisit a classic game? Um, what does it mean to create a sequel or expand on a complete work of art? This is the kind of stuff that I'm sure was at the forefront of their minds when they were trying to decide, is it something that we could even consider doing, making a new Stanley Parable game? Dealing with the good and bad reviews of a classic 
piece of art, you know, it's, oh, it's all in there, uh, much like in matrix resurrections, but, uh, oh, what well, was a thousand percent <laughs> going to talk about matrix resurrections. <laughs> it is so much like the, the tone is so similar because I'm the one man out that? here who hasn't okay. seen it. No. So okay. feel, feel free to, I'll, I'll hum and put my fingers in my ears. <clears throat> so in, in the matrix resurrection, um, one of the, um, plot points, spoilers for that movie um, is that uh, Neo has been kind of brainwashed back into the Matrix and uh, the events of the original Matrix were like something in a video game that he made. And so there's lots of scenes of people like discussing the creation of like, how do you make a sequel? And it's kind of a meta commentary on like going back to uh, like something complete that people liked. And like, what would you add to it? How would you change it? What, how do you make a sequel? What, you know, what do, what do the fans want? That sort of thing. So there is very much the same um, kind of internal debate here about what do fans want and expect and how do we expand on something? Like, what can we add to the experience of the Stanley parable? Well, then I think now is the time when we have to do our spoiler break. So we're going to be discussing some of those expansions, some of those new things that uh, are part of this expanded Stanley Parable content. So if you are uh, uh, concerned about that, uh, we'll see on the other side of the spoiler break. But if we do, if you uh, if you haven't played the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, I recommend doing that right now. Uh, you can download it on pretty much everything. It's out on consoles. I'm let me see which ones. I think all of them. I think, I think all, all the relevant them. consoles. Yeah. yeah, it's also on Steam. I played it on the Steam Deck. It is currently unveiled. I'm just flexing with that right now. I played the whole thing start to finish on the Steam Deck. It was great. It runs Ma-da-da. great. I played it on my and... Playdate. Um, it was. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I went back and and got the original Mac laptop that I played the original on just to be authentic, unlike you, Clods. Wow. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it is, I believe, a $25 game. But if you purchased the original, if you're doing the PC version, the Steam version, uh, and you own the original Stanley Parable, you get a discount, 33% off. I think it was like $17 something Mm -hmm. for me. Um, So if you have that, and pretty much everybody who has a Steam account and two thumbs does at this point because the the game has been so widely like it's it's like almost 10 years old and it's 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 been in bundles and stuff you probably already own the stanley parable if you have a steam account and so uh you can get it there a little cheaper um and it'll run on practically anything i'm pretty sure they have a a mac version on steam um and uh i would expect it'll run on pretty much any spec machine the original stanley parable would run on a, a you know a potato and uh, this will probably run on a potato and a half. So um, it ran great on the Steam Deck. I got like five hours plus of battery life, which is saying something for a game that involves 3D graphics of any sort. So um, anyway, any last thoughts before we do our spoiler break? Only that I'm pretty sure that every episode for the next like couple of years will involve you telling us how the game runs on the Steam Deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I guarantee that's the case. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, here it is, your spoiler break. So booting up the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, you're, you might have a hard time telling it apart from the original game uh it looks a little better but not a ton better and it doesn't uh, need to look any better too it's not like there was you know anything really to look at outside of you know 
It's intentionally bland. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So that's not a problem. But but you might you might have a hard time at first. To, it, the, the game really does, I think, want you to sort of like, hey, spend 10 minutes remembering how you felt about the Stanley Parable. Yeah. So what did you guys do the first when you first dropped into the the Stanley Parable? What it, what what was your what was your first run or what uh, did you do? I went straight for the do everything the narrator says ending, which takes you to a uh, takes you beneath the office to a mind control facility mm. where um, you can then shut it down and then walk out into the sunlight. I uh, immediately did. The, I did the same thing. Uh, almost. You know, you I did everything the narrator said, because that's what the first thing I did when I when I first played the Stanley parable. Um, but then I uh, the last moment when you get to the mind control facility door, mind control facility. What an intriguing, intriguing name. Yeah. When you've played, you gotta, you've gotta go in. But there's a there's a a side shoot that says escape. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, okay, of course I've got to take. This seems like it's going to be the last major choice in the game. So I always do. You know, the the very first time I played the game, this is what I did, and and I did it again this time. Go down the escape corridor, and as you're walking down that very long hallway away from the mind control facility, the narrator is berating you, saying, "Stanley walked down the facility. This the, even though this was labeled escape, it was truly uh, heading to his certain death." There was no door closed behind him. He could turn around and go back at any time. But instead, Stanley continued down this this corridor to his almost certain death. And then you drop into a into a crushing machine, <laughs> and as you're you're being uh, advanced slowly towards the crushing machine, just as the jaws of the crushing machine are about to to crush the life out of you, um, the narrator. Uh, is replaced by a different narrator, a female narrator, uh, who... Now, we are still talking, by the way, of course, about the original game, but I can't help but just talk about the the museum ending because I want to talk about its 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 strange reverse version, yeah. Yeah. In the, which is amazing. But the museum ending, this this uh, this escape ending, you you uh, you don't actually get crushed to death, uh, at least at first. You drop into a museum full of... Uh, assets from the development of the stanley parable uh where you can for example see elements of the original mod and there's like it's like a museum exhibit about the game that you've just been playing and um then finally as you exit the museum you drop back into the crushing machine and as you're advancing towards the crushing machine the the female narrator who which I love that because it implies there is a power above the the malevolent British narrator, yeah. right? Um, uh, is imploring you, saying like, uh, like, look at these two, uh, how they wish to control one another, how they wish to destroy one another, how they both wish to be free, and then you know it's imploring you. The only way to stop this is not to let Stanley be crushed by the machine and and reset the game, but instead to exit the game, to quit it. The only, like, just like what Shane was take, talking about a moment ago, the only winning move is not to play, but then, of course, you get crushed. Because you're, you're, of course, you're playing a video game. Yeah. Like, you're playing a video game. You're always going to do the thing, which is such a, such a maddening thing that this game constantly comments on. Is like, you, video game player, are actually quite predictable because you're going, you're a video game player and yeah. you're going to do the video game player thing. You machine, you cog, you piece <laughs> of shit. And, uh, and then it crushes you to death for it. And, and of course it does. 
Um, I have always loved that ending, maybe more than any other ending in the Stanley Parable. And so, of course, is what I did first. My God, I love that the like the escape oh, yeah. or or whatever ending. It's so freaking brilliant. Well, I I did um, the uh, yeah I, I agree. That's one of the best in the in the in the bucket one, which we'll talk about later, is similarly oh hilarious. But um, so hilarious. Like uh, as you said, like any good video game player, I went and jumped off the uh, uh, the moving <laughs> uh, you know the um, what am I trying to say? The the lift in the warehouse ah, yes. where you can jump to your death. Uh, that's what I did first before uh, then going into the basement and getting lost in the in the mayhem. And uh, one of my favorite endings, which is that basically Stanley goes in circles uh, in the basement, you know, loses his mind more than it already is. And it ends oh, yeah. with a sort of a, a top-down shot of a guy dead on a sidewalk and a woman walking up. Uh, and it, The Mariella ending. Yeah, and it's yeah. basically like... the story of, of a woman named Mariella. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and how she you know, found a man dead on a sidewalk and, you know, basically implies that, like, you know, all of this was real in that it was all happening in Stanley's mind and he lost his mind, ran out into the street and died on the sidewalk. And uh, that that's the end of it, uh, which is so, funny. So I played through two of the original version of the game ones. And so it's it's a little hard to tell in the game what it exactly was that I did that triggered the availability of the new content. But I think it was playing to through what I think maybe you guys can tell me if this happened for you uh, was the only one of the original game endings that's altered in the original game. Um, and that's the other video games ending. So in that version, in that playthrough, in that sort of route, um, you do what Nate was just describing. You jump off of the of the lift and you find yourself in that room with the red door and the blue door. This is where yep. like the the narrator it begins telling you like, uh, uh, I see you're trying you're trying to get off the rails, but we've been we were off on the wrong foot. You don't understand. I'm trying to show you something beautiful. Let work with me here. Here, let let me tell you a beautiful story. And then he puts you in. He says, Stanley walked through the red door. Yeah. And he gives you the room with a red door and a blue door. And, of course, you do the blue door again and again. And the, the narrator continues to make that more and more, uh, more and more insistent. He puts you back in the room again. He puts the blue door behind you so you have to turn around. He puts arrows all over the red door trying to tell you, like, this this door, Stanley, this door, he walks through the red door. And um, if you don't, he throws a bit of a fit and says uh, that you know, he's uh, going, uh, he puts a third door, I think. It's like an orange door. And if you go through that, uh, then the narrator has a new game for you to play. He's, you know, oh, you're so tired of the the game I've been trying to create for you, Stanley. Well, here, let's create something new. It's a brand new game. And you end up in a room with, like, orange developer textures. You go through one new orange door. It's like, ah, the new orange door. How, would you say that enhanced your experience? And you end up in a room with a please rate your experience thing where you can choose whether adding one additional door to the game enhanced your experience one through five and you can rate it. Of course I did a two, which is the most <laughs> mediocre of all, of all numbers one through five. And, uh, and uh, then the narrator gives you a new game to play, which is the game uh, where a baby is crawling towards fire. 
and you have to press a button to reset the baby and keep yes, it. Yes, if I recall correctly, the there's a there's a there's a special ending if you if you press to keep the baby out of the fire for like an entire day. It's four hours. He says <laughs> this is a, this is a this is really going to set the art. This game is brilliant. It's really about the the conflict of of uh, of parental life and uh, uh, but the the true uh, feeling of the game. Little did I know when I really played it originally that that's absolutely true. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we played this game last when none of us had kids. I think, or yeah, or it we? was eight years ago. Not my God, we, our kids are basically <laughs> the same age, Reagan. So, um, oh man, yeah. I, um, well, I I did not. So Reagan, your theory is wrong because <laughs> okay, okay. well, I I didn't do the, that one. The one area, in, so I I know I was sort of uh, talking a lot about this ending, but there's a, there's a significant part of it that was the only element that is different in the ultra deluxe version. So I thought I'd touch on it here. And that is, and this was also the, what led for me into the, uh, gotcha. The, the new content, um, you finish with the baby, uh, which of course, like a monster, I let the baby burn. Um, and yes, Shane, you're right. If you, if you, uh, he says that the, the, the truth of this, you know, the, uh, the beauty of this really only becomes apparent if you've been playing it for four hours. Well, you play it for two hours. Uh, if you manage to continue playing it for two hours, in order to defeat people who've got mouse script things on, he adds another button at two hours, and you have to run between the two different buttons to keep a puppy from being dunked into acid. <laughs> um, and then if you manage after four complete hours, uh, there's a there's an ending there that I've never seen except on YouTube, because what kind of idiot am I? Um, but no, in, in this, if you let the baby burn, he says, well, fine, let's play a different game. And let's play someone else's game. And in the original game, he would drop you first into Minecraft. And it was a very funny bit uh, where, you know, he, he, you know, he shows you around a Minecraft level and builds a little one, one house. Right. Um, uh, And has a freak out about the, the open world nature of the game uh, and then uh, drops you into the first level of portal. Uh, And you play through the first level of portal with the malevolent, uh, uh, you know, the Stanley Parable narrator instead of GLaDOS. Um, incredible, incredible stuff from the original game. But uh, here in this version of the game, those two uh, cameo appearances of other games have been replaced by uh, Firewatch and Rocket League, of all things. Oh, funny. So the you, you, you're dropped into the uh, the tower from Fi- from Firewatch. Um, and it's a it's a really accurate recreation of the Firewatch Tower, um, except there are some very small differences. Like if you squint really closely at the uh, at the the like uh, typewriter in there, um, it's got a sort of um, uh, Stephen King like written again and again sentence. But it says, "Who watches the Firewatch? Who oh, it's who Firewatches yeah. the Firewatch? Nice, nice. Um, uh, you uh, you you escape from the the fire tower." which the narrator very, very uh, amusingly says, oh, this must be a game about being some kind of creeper up here in a creep tower. Um, and e- escape from there, uh, he builds a wall around you because the narrator's too freaked out by the open world nature of Firewatch. And then you go on to a, to score some sweet goals in a Rocket League game where you're running around on foot as Stanley on a Rocket League pitch. Um uh, to be honest, I think that the original game's cameo versions were better and fit more thematically, um, but it was neat to see those updated and with some new content there. And as soon as I finished with that ending, um, that was where the new content kicked in for me. The very next restart, 
uh, suddenly there was the new content door. Hmm. Um, this is so funny. I, I was a little, um, I was unsure how they would introduce the new content, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised that it was just a giant door labeled yeah. new content. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the amount of endings because mine had, you know, none of that. And I, I did the one where you go up and he's like, okay, well, the, the real story is that there's someone you've been needing to reconnect with. And this is once you've gone completely off of the beaten path. And you go to a dark room with a phone ringing and it's like, answer, reconnect with the person that you've loved. And you can just go and unplug the phone, which is uh-huh. so, uh, which is ending. such a funny God. ending. And, uh, you know, it spirals from there. And after that one is when, uh, yeah, you're just, you're walking through the hallway. You've always walked through and there's now a door that just says new content and it's, it's ajar. Most of the doors had been closed in that area. So it's pretty obvious to go in there and, uh, uh, you know, that's where the game spirals out from, which is so funny to just have a new door that says new content, like super obvious, very, very Stanley Parable. And the the wonderful thing about it is it feels like or the, the way it's presented is that the sort of the narrator is discovering the new content along with you. Yeah. You know, it, he's sort of at first, at least he's sort of feeling like disappointed by the new content because the the initial new content i guess route or ending um and this begins sort of like a sequence of endings that are kind of one after another um is uh is like first presents like wow now there's uh what was the first one is it the jumping the jump circle because that's all yeah. that it, it really is right is the new content you go in and you well first he's it's an, a, a long elevator and he's like wow, this is boring, just an elevator. And then I think there's another elevator and he's ranting about elevators. And then you enter into a room that is just the jump circle. And once you enter into it, you can jump, which is nice. You know, any game where you can't. But only in Only in the circle. And there's only 36 Yeah, there's a counter on the wall that says jumps remaining. And I don't know about you. you up your jumps? Absolutely. I used them. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> which really and, bit and what me. What happens after you use yeah, up your jumps? It, it, I, I, I wasn't going to sit there and jump. It really, you just can't jump anymore. You can't That's jump it. anymore. And it really okay. bites you in the ass when you get to the second jump circle and you have no jumps <laughs> remaining. I was really disappointed <laughs> not to get to do the, the later jump circle. <laughs> and and then you walk past the jump circle, uh, which is just labeled new content, the jump circle. And then there's just like a little whiteboard on which it says, thank you for enjoying the new content. And then there you go, you're done, and you get just zonked back out to the you know the the, the title screen again, you're, you're back to your office again, and the implication is like that's it, right? That's all the new content that you're going to get. But the narrator isn't satisfied with that, and uh, you know narration. There's a you know bunch of narration content, and he adds some new new content, and the narrator uh, introduces you to. I think he's like he like like tells you to climb through a vent or something. He's like, hey, Stanley, this way. And uh, and you go through a vent and you end up at the memory zone, which is where the real new content begins. Um, the memory zone is uh, where the, the narrator has assembled his memories of the original Stanley Parable game from 2013. And so um, mostly what you're doing is sort of touring his very beautiful museum of Stanley Parable reviews. God, um, I love that part. <laughs> yeah. Which is hysterical. There's a um, there's a wonderful um, bit where he he just like is reading from some of the positive reviews. Like um, 
Like there, in fact, there's a, uh, he, he reads from, I think it was the like, um, PC gamer, or I forget what outlet, um, review written by, uh, James Stephanie Sterling, which by the way, I thought it was a very nice touch, uh, from the developers that they were using, uh, James Stephanie Sterling. They, the, that, that was, that the review was written like 10 years ago. Um, and they used, uh, James Stephanie Sterling's, uh, you know, full new name, uh, which is is nice rather than the name that the ga- that the review would have been credited as ten years mm. ago. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. You know, say like a review saying like ah, it's not this is this game is all games and oh my gosh the the like self satisfied chuffed voice on that narrator when he's reading the the positive review yeah. from ten years ago and and then down in the basement of the memory zone that's <laughs> where he keeps all of the all of the, steam the, the negative steam reviews <laughs> well no it's uh pressurized gas is that they, they don't even say steam uh oh, which is funny because they they do name the other you know it's like destructoid and pc gamer and whatnot and uh yeah this one it's uh that they don't say steam they just say pressurized or is it like pressurized water or something like that? But it, I, I forget what they said. But that's that is probably a smart choice to not have to like change that narration when they release on consoles. You know what I mean? Like I bet you that. Well, I played uh, on PS5, but I mean it was it was pulling all the reviews from Steam. You know, it's it's literally like screenshots. Although, you know what? From, I wonder if that narration is different because I don't remember them saying yeah. something about like. I don't like, think it was that way they, on the Steam version. Yeah, I think in the Steam version they just say Steam reviews. Oh, really? Okay, so, so yeah, yeah I think that, I think that might be different. Yeah, it's probably one of those things. Like a you know, I I bet you that the PlayStation like uh you know review committee or whatever doesn't like it when you reference Steam. Maybe games, yeah, because so. it was called a pressure. I'm pretty sure it's pressurized gas. Was the it's all over the walls. Pressurized gas. Pressurized gas. And it's like, and he says like, you know, these reviews from this this like archaic web store or whatever pressurized gas <laughs> and like i figured That's very it, funny yeah yeah no it definitely was. i didn't even think of it as a potential like copyright or or just like you know conflict of interest thing it was to me it's just like oh yeah that's they're gonna show all these bad reviews they're gonna kind of make fun of people who leave reviews on steam so i figured they were just making it a joke but uh i mean maybe both uh maybe it's both but that's pretty funny that it's not in steam that's that is actually i mean you know of course they they're yeah. of course they turn every challenge into an opportunity here yeah. like for a good joke but um what i uh this leads into what i still think is the high watermark for the sort of philosophical side of the stanley parables new content um and that is the skip button yeah uh yeah the skip button is amazing so one of the steam reviews um was like i forget what all they, they there was multiple steam reviews and he has he has like little solutions to give the people what they want for various ones i think um but the key one was a steam review that complains about the wordy narrator which how could you you monster yeah <laughs> but uh a steam and i think maybe they're fake reviews anyway but i'm sure I'm no sure i bet they're real they're, reviews i i uh, like for every you know, ninety nine point nine percent beloved game. There's the point oh one percent who are going to hate it, right? So yeah, you're probably right, and I I don't know, but like one of the reviews says like if only there was a skip button for the narrator, um, which I could see being a thing someone would say. It's monstrous given the 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 uh well first of it's all the whole the, game how good the game is, <laughs> yeah. but also given the given what the skip button does to the poor narrator in this game you get to the the narrator says well 
Oh, well, you have to give the people what they want. So he creates a skip button. He ushers you into a small, very bland looking room featuring a, a small plant, a potted plant and a button on a pedestal with a little fast forward symbol on it. And he explains to you that this is the skip button. And uh, this is his way of acting on uh, the criticisms of the Steam reviews. And and um, you can press it at any time. He starts monologuing to you about the the you know the the reviews um and it's quite a lot yeah. of narration and you can sit through quite a lot of narrator talk you there if you'd like yeah but uh it, it, it's almost sort of parodying itself to the point where it's like well now you really do want to use this really button, egging right? you on to use the uh the skip button and when you do it uh jumps forward and he says yes look how was it did, did you enjoy using the skip button um and he, it was a bit. It was a bit odd just watching you stand there frozen in time while I was sitting here, <laughs> you know, perfectly aware and, and able to continue talking. And I kept talking to you for a while, and it was fine. But yes, you can press the skip button if you like, Stanley, and then you press it again, and it seems that this time the skip button froze you in time for a bit of a longer time. <laughs> and and then you do it again. He's, he's becoming increasingly unhappy with how long he's alone. Just sitting and looking at you, uh, you know, skit like just being frozen in time. Uh, it, it's so funny and also deeply, and also deeply dark. dark. There, there's a at one point you come back and he's just talking and he's just monologuing. Um, have either of you ever seen the uh, Reggie Watts his TED talk where he talks for? Um, almost 20 minutes and he, he does like songs in between it, but he talks for almost 20 minutes and he never actually says anything coherent, but he just, he just, <laughs> he strings together very smart sounding sentences and very smart sounding concepts. I'm, I was certain that they had just copied Reggie Watts monologue from this Ted talk into this. I looked, I tried to look it up, but there was no, you know, there wasn't just like an obvious Google hit on that. But it's it's basically the same thing. If you haven't watched this TED talk, I highly recommend it. It's that so, sounds brilliant, and no, I've never seen that. It, Reggie Watts is great. It mo- it's like a mockery of TED talks, you know. And he's just like he sounds so smart and so eloquent, but he's not actually saying anything. Anyway, little sidebar, but it, it reminded me of that. It cracked up. But I mean, every time you skip, you know, he starts. He's like, you, it's you, been an you, hour. You get the sense yeah. that it's like it's been two weeks. It's and been then it's months. Then yeah, the, the, the longest. <laughs> After he says that you've been gone a year, um, in the skip, he stops commenting on how long it's been. But that is the point at which he clearly begins to go mad from the isolation. Yeah, and uh, there is no other way out of this room. So you there you. This is like I said. This reminds me of the Zending uh, because you are mm-hmm. you're back in a room where the only thing you can do is uh, essentially enact cruelty on the narrator. Yeah, and this time. Time starts to fly by as each uh, press of the button sends you further and further into the future. The plant dies. The, the, plant the room dies. loses power. Yeah. Eventually, the walls cave in and light is streaming in through holes in the ceiling. There's, and finally, there's plants that grow from the light that, you know, the, the corner of the room that has collapsed, like, erupts in, like, ferns and, and, and jungle plants. Yeah. And then you skip again and... All that life is gone. It's gone. Yeah, I, this is where I thought like the game on newer systems actually like benefited from it too because it it does mm-hmm. look kind of nice. It's not uh, you know groundbreaking uh, graphics or anything, but for the Stanley Parable, what you're used to in these very dark 
uh, or very bleak settings, like seeing this like wildlife growing and then, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do, but wait for the skip button to, to come back on, which is just a little bit of time, but enough time for you to sort of soak it all in, uh, every once in a while you'll come in and there's one where he's just, uh, he's just repeating what is like kind of one of the catchphrases of the game, which is the end is never the end is never the end is never the end is never, and he's just saying that over and over and over until you hit skip and eventually you can climb out of the uh things have crumbled enough it's all yeah things have crumbled and it's all just like a sand it's like sand just for as far as you can see and you just just a barren way yeah just walk you can walk in a direction until eventually like it starts the whole game starts right over where it always has so this is i think like uh, like I said, I don't think anything in this game like reaches the like philosophical heights of the original game and some of its like big ideas. But like this is one of the the high points for me in the game, and it's because it's just reinforcing something that the the game has been saying for the entire length of the game, which is that like Stanley and the narrator not need each other to the degree that they define one another. They neither of them can possibly exist without the other. You know how they wish to control one another, destroy one another and add to that, perhaps become one another or like the, the, the madness of the narrator's existence without Stanley that he Stanley's there. He even said, he comments on this early on before he goes fully mad that like he, like, that it's 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 not just if you listen to one of his lengthy monologues he he monologues about like it's he has to talk to stanley and it, he he tries talking to stanley but it's it stanley has to hear it if stanley doesn't hear it it doesn't matter yeah. and it, it's 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 chilling and also funny but also sad it's so great and um once the game finally resets it's such a relief that the narrator's back to normal. Yeah, it it's one of the longest ones too, right? This is probably like overall time play. This is one of the longest endings. Uh, second longest because I think the one after this is easily the biggest of almost well, anything, and that's the quote unquote sequel ending where you get into the big yeah. sequel museum or whatever you want. That call to it. me felt like the actual opening into the like the the like these little the the jump circle and then the the skip button. These were like, mm-hmm. you know, segues into where the narrator eventually decides, you know what, I can make the sequel that should have always been made. Uh, and that is uh, this, you know, what I have a groundbreaking idea. We're going to call it Stanley Parable 2. That's so much better than, <laughs> uh, you know. This idea of doing an expanded thing. This is, yeah. this is boring. We've got to have the sequel. I wanna the get, sequel, Stanley. I want to get the posters that they like. So basically the, the narrator brings you into what I, I think is, you know, sort of aping on convention centers and like, you know, can, uh, gaming conventions and just all of the sort of fandom conventions that exist that, you know, people go to. And, uh, you're brought into a convention center after a bunch of setup about why the Stanley Parable two is going to be the best game of all time. And there are all these posters all over that are like, you know, highlighting the number two and they're, they're very, very funny. I want, I want to get one of them and you go into an exhibit room of all the things that the, uh, that the narrator is now going to incorporate into, uh, Stanley Parable 2. And this is where it goes back, I think, to making fun of or or at least like 
aping on game development and what people want in games and why games are fun and what, you know, collectibles and, and hearing your own name in the game and all these different things that, you know, we're, we're used to now that felt very like the original Stanley parable, but without it, there's almost none of like the existential element to it. It's just really just making fun of video games through this entire convention. And it's Mm -hmm. fun and stupid and funny. My, I think, my favorite one is the button that will say your name. Uh, it's a brand oh my God. button that it's says brilliant. the player's name. Yeah, it's. And you, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we're past spoiler break, but this joke just got me so hard. It has like there's a huge lead up about that. Press this button, and it'll say your name. It'll say your name. It's so awesome. This will say the name yeah. of the player that is playing the game, and, and, and you walk up to this button. <laughs> Uh, and it says name on it. Yeah. And it's got all this fanfare. And yeah. then you press it. It just goes, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the narrator explains, well, you, it's still in development. It, it will say once, your name. It yeah. will, will say the name of the player playing yeah. the game, of course. But uh, right now, it, it can only say Jim, but we're working on it. Um, every uh, every uh, like addition that he has in that giant exhibit hall uh, demonstrating new features for the Stanley Parable 2 – uh, is essentially the same gag, which is we, we've got an idea for something, uh, but we can't properly implement it. We've got not only can we not properly implement it, but we don't know how these various ideas will gel together into a new game. Right. Is, uh, a significant chunk of it later. Uh, the, the other ones on the list, uh, the, the infinite assurance. Oh, my God. The, the, that's the, the other one. The, the, the infinite hole, I thought, was also close to the sort of existential stuff only with but in its weirdness where you you jump into a hole and you eventually get caught in a hole and you can press like x to change your reality or and y to change your <laughs> the music and you it just gets in this very very i think purposefully trippy thing where you are like swapping Stanley out with like different versions of himself and different angles. It like, he becomes like a big fish guy and like, Oh, I didn't even, you didn't delve do th- that deeply into that. I, I jumped in the hole a couple of times. Oh, you just got to keep going in that hole. And it turns into a, uh, <laughs> you know, like the narrator is like, what, what's the, why are you so obsessed with going into the hole? If you just keep jumping into the hole, uh, it, it gets into a, I think one of the weirder and eventually the, and eventually the, the hole keeps getting shallower and shallower. So you, <laughs> yeah. until finally it's like, it's like a half inch deep pit. <laughs> it's like the endless hole. That's like barely a yeah. pool. Day Cause day. there are endings within the convention center. And one of the endings within the convention center is, uh, being stuck forever in the in- infinite hole. So, oh uh, God, I love it. Yeah. Um, the other ones I think are most consequential. I, all of them are pretty great. The, the reassurance bucket becomes incredibly important. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these are trying, he thinks to address something that players wanted, but didn't get out of the original game. So like the button that says the, the name of the player that is playing the game is there to provide that vital recognition of the humanity of the player that all players want when they play a video game. And, and it's also, I think, fundamentally a recognition of the fact that Stanley is a vessel for the real person playing the game. And like they essentially just needed a name uh, for the character of Stanley. There is no character to Stanley. It is just a name. Yeah, Stanley is is an is a, a vessel of yeah exactly. But um, the the reassurance bucket is there uh, according to the narrator to uh, to address the concern of players who became confused 
or became upset or distressed by the confusing structure of the original game. And so he's provided you with there a are some very bucket. <laughs> yeah, there are some very um, disturbing endings to the Stanley parable. So, <laughs> Right. And if you are the sort of person who is distressed in any way by those things, you can hold the reassurance bucket and it will help you feel uh, calm and uh, at peace as you play the Stanley Parable 2. Um, Did anyone else think this was a like a straight lift of the portal gag, the uh, companion cube? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's definitely got a nod there. But it, in, in this case, it, it changes all of the, the vibe. It's more about, it's not just about like carrying a thing around to spite the narrator. This is this is sort of the reverse. Like you're carrying this thing around uh, to uh, to provide yourself with calm. So says the narrator. Um, there's also uh, new decorations for the office. It gives you a choice between um, balloons that say get well someday or happy 12th birthday step niece. <laughs> and whichever option you choose, the narrator decides to go with the other one yeah. and then decorates the entire office complex with those balloons. Yeah, it's very funny. Which one did you choose? Oh, I chose uh, Happy 12th Birthday Stepniece, which yeah. is extremely funny. And yeah. then, of course, the narrator then you used all of the white uh, Get Well Someday balloons. I had the sa- same choice, Reagan. Uh, the reverse, the reverse. <laughs> I, I, I loved that line. I think he said something like, you know, I really just needed to say it out loud to know which one was the <laughs> yeah, so, the one that I really wanted. <laughs> but sometimes you need someone else to make a choice for you to know which one you really want. Or Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very funny. Also to address the complaint uh, that the uh, you remember in the previous game, there were a bunch of jokes in the achievements and this game has an almost identical set of achievements. If you look at the list, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but one of the things that was like that, like achievements suck and are dumb and the game, the Stanley parable is aware of that. And so they did some things with the achievements in the previous game that were just great. For example, there was an achievement that you couldn't get in the previous game. That was a that was called something like test achievement. Please ignore. Yes, and it's it's brilliant because there's all these people who ha- are like uh, very rabid about getting every achievement, and this was just like a direct stick in their eye, and it's so brilliant. Um, yeah, this is a game. I mean, the Stanley Parable is structurally uh, designed to kind of reward you with more story and endings by poking around and trying everything, and um, the the that really jives with the achievement hunter mindset of yeah. like i'm gonna see everything this game has to show me um but the fact that they like didn't make any of the endings like achievements per se the the, the achievements are all things like click on door 435 times <laughs> yep um, and i loved their approach to that here because the narrator says like oh people kept complaining about that broken achievement in the previous game well in this game You'll be able to get that achievement with the simple pull of a lever. Here's the machine that will give you the achievement. It's the free achievement machine. Stanley, please pull the lever. And you pull it, and nothing happens. And it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't work yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. And then, oh, um, finally, the most important, I think, uh, or my one of my favorite of the new features in the Stanley Parable that the narrator is introducing is collectibles. No video game would be complete without collectibles. Finally, gotta have them. You get collectibles. There will be six Stanley figurines hidden throughout the game that you can find, and the the narrator uh, informs you that there simply will be no benefit 
to collecting these collectibles. It is there simply for the joy of collecting because, of course, collectibles are an inherent good and everyone loves them. Of course. And they love the feeling they get when they collect them. And so if you collect all of these collectibles, there will be no prize. You will not unlock anything. You will simply get these six collectibles. Now, in typical fashion, that is li- that is a lie, but it is a wonderful, wonderful lie. Um, uh, and what else is there? Um, uh, it would be so much fun, I think, for us to just continue to talk beat by beat through each of these endings because they're so funny and they're so fun and each one is unique. But um, we're we're pretty far into our runtime at this point. So I think we oh, my probably can move past uh, some of this and get to kind of our, our the, you know, the, the bigger ending of the whole game. Uh, and our, uh, and our yes. final okay. and our final thoughts. Yeah, I, you're you're right. I just I just looked I at the clock and I cannot believe how long we've already yeah. been recording. Yeah. And I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. So apologies to my co-hosts. <laughs> no, I mean I um, just got done playing this game, and now we've talked through uh, like each ending as well, and I'm basically playing it for a second time. So it's great. Yeah, the Stanley <laughs> Parable. The original um, game was easily a game that I talked about more time than I played it. And the same thing is we're, we're marching true. towards that right now with this game <laughs> <laughs> or with this episode. Um, so. I, OK, so skipping over all of the bucket endings, let me just explain what they what that that concept yeah. is. Or somebody else want to explain what the deal is with the various sure. bucket endings. Uh, I'll give it the, the briefest of summaries. Um, the narrator uh, basically chills the hell out uh, while you are holding the bucket. That's that's essentially the gag. Uh, the bucket does indeed calm Stanley down. And uh, so you can carry the bucket through once you pick it up in the first room to essentially any of the endings of the original game. And you'll get a slight twist or different content. Um, so, for example, if you carry it to the one in which Stanley goes insane and throws himself off of a building and Mariella... Uh, sees him laying dead on the concrete, you get a uh, slightly chilled out version of that. Maybe not as chill as I expected. The, the, well, the Mariella best, has so a bucket and she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she, her life is made better by having seen this man. She realizes how good her life is and she backflips away. It's so. Yeah. She says, yes, my life kicks ass yeah. and she backflips all the way to work. Yeah. Or if you, um, if you jump off the uh, thing and kill yourself, uh, you know, it's because Stanley was content in his life and wanted to spend eternity with his bucket. And ultimately, this was a good thing for him in the bucket to uh, die in each other's arms. Like, it can still be dark, but everything is twisted into, like, this is good. This is fun. Uh, it's Yes, fine. and some of them are more different than others, but there is essentially a bucket version of every single ending in the game. Um, and they're all hysterical. My absolute favorite uh, is the if you go all the way to the uh, the mind control facility and you t- decide to turn on the mind control facility, um, rather than the sort of dark, scary mind control facility, it turns on a video of silly birds. And you can use the buttons in the mind <laughs> control the facility one. to flip through yeah. various videos of silly birds. And silly bird ending. Yep. And they spend it, the rest of their lives just monitoring yes, silly birds. and the bucket. It's the best ending. It's, watching silly birds. My, my favorite, the there, there was an ending that I never got in the original and I wanted to try. Um, and so, of course, I got the bucket version of it. Um, if you... Uh, the timing on this is real annoying, but when you go to the boss's office, if you step inside the doors and then immediately step back out, um, 
you trap the narrator inside the boss's office and <laughs> nice uh and then can leave the building through um an escape uh escape capsule uh up up near the roof you like go up some stairs um and there's no narration for that one but if you do this with the bucket you take the bucket and lovingly put it into the escape capsule and send the bucket out of the game the bucket is gone (laughs) Uh, until uh you get to the epilogue uh where you find the bucket (laughs) that's awesome yeah that is incredible i didn't know that that's amazing so every version of every ending here has a bucket version and they're all incredible and some of them are they they are mostly just funny like yeah the 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 wonderful thing about the original stanley parable is it was full of these endings and many of them were just good jokes but a lot of them also had incredible like ideas behind them too just like you know great philosophical ideas about the nature of choice and games um these don't for the most part they (laughs) are just funny but they're extremely funny yeah i i mean i ultimately like to me, this became the game. I think I spent as much time running around with this bucket trying different endings uh, than I did in all of the other content together. Like I, I spent a lot of time doing these stupid bucket endings. I'll, I'll say one thing. I, I kind of like, I, 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 I don't, I don't know why. I kind of breezed through a lot of the content in the like new content area, uh, the new content uh, expo area, right? And so I, I was really um, – so like for example, I only jumped in the hole once or a couple times actually. Um, I tried to leave without collecting the bucket. <laughs> and the narrator said uh, – like literally threw a brick wall uh, on the exit staircase <laughs> and said, you know, I really hate to break the illusion of, of choice like this. But uh, I've got a whole – I've got a whole bunch of gags for the bucket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my awesome. God. That's brilliant. That's oh awesome. My God. Oh, I love it. Um they they think of everything it's just astonishing um so uh so all of those bucket endings aside i think the last thing that's really worth spending a little time on before we before we wrap up because gosh look at the time is um the collectibles ending and the epilogue um so you know, the collectibles the 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 narrator just let the listeners you- find that shit for themselves we've done literally <laughs> so much Oh my god, you're right. Okay, listeners, um, I, I we come will and tell us talk. what you think. It's of worth it. it's worth it to do to find. Oh my the, god, the Stanley figurines. Yeah, it's Collect so worth it. In fact, I would say that the kind of true ending of the Stanley Parable is the uh, the collectibles ending uh, and its associated epilogue. You you need to do it, and um, it, it really puts a cap on the Stanley Parable franchise. So I, yeah, I I'm guess- going to say these are the new Riddler trophies. <laughs> so, I, so i guess we leave it at that should we leave it here guys yeah i think leave we it for another 10 years until the next yeah. stanley parable game comes out stanley parable resurrections yeah i think oh, we man. i think we gotta call it i mean i i think okay uh, if you want to keep talking could, with us i could literally uh, i could literally talk about the stanley parable for another Same. three hours if you no want question. to talk to us more about the stanley parable join our discord because uh certainly yes. there's plenty more to talk about in there Yes, thank you very much, Nate. And you can find Don't join the Crows, Crows, Crows Discord. Those those people are weird over there. Too many crows. Yeah. And uh, you know, don't don't get lost in the in the shuffle over there and their busy workaday discord. We have all the space discord. (laughs) We have (laughs) (laughs) Um so uh you can find us 
Uh, if you want to join the Discord, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash the short game, which is where you will find all of our uh, – uh, you'll find uh, many benefits, such as early release of podcasts. You get our podcasts as soon as I finish editing them. In this case, it'll probably be <laughs> moments before. before the general <laughs> release because it's such a long boy. But uh, but normally you get it a few days early. Some people like that. But you also get access to the Discord. Uh, you can uh, participate in occasional polls and things like that. And also um, – uh, if you back at the $5 a month level, I will send you stickers to put on your bucket. Um, nice. They will be beautiful short game stickers. You can put them all over your Stanley Parable bucket. Um, let's see. The uh, You can also find us on the internet at www.theshortgame.net, where you'll find our contact form, another great way to reach us. You can find our, uh, you can find our show on all of the podcast platforms. If somehow you're listening to this without being subscribed to the show, I keep hearing podcasts saying like, hey, have you subscribed to the show? Make sure to subscribe to the show and I always had this sort of existential moment of like how are they listening if they haven't subscribed to the show I don't understand why people keep telling people to subscribe to the show they're already listening to but I think what they're meaning is that some podcast apps have the option to listen to shows that you haven't subscribed to listener is that something that you're doing that's perverse subscribe to the show <laughs> um, have you become the narrator from the Stanley parable <laughs> I think it does rub off after a while doesn't it um so do that. Do, do the subscribe thing. And also, if your podcast app gives you an option to review the show, that's also a vitally important function. Please do that thing. Um, let's see. You can find us on Twitter at underscore short game. That's I just have to spell it. I usually spell my Twitter handle because my name's spelled funny, but I don't think people have a hard time spelling short game. It's underscore short game. I'm Ray, at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. And Shane, where can people find you? I am at 8BitShane on Twitter. And Nate, where can people find you? on Twitter at Nate STL. And uh, looking at the time, we definitely don't have time for what's making us happy. So I'll just say what's making me happy is the Stanley parable. Uh, and I just got my play date. Bye. <laughs> Jeez. Reagan ended hype on this one. That was some energy. All right. My, my energy came back halfway through. Yeah. Talking. The, sh- the, the Stanley parable gives me life. God, I love this game.